Welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students, a multi-part podcast series that gives college students the knowledge and tools to handle their financial situation during and after college. Your host for this program is Professor Frank Longo of Centenary University School of Professional Studies. Please note that before making any financial decisions, please seek sound financial advice from a financial professional. And now, here is your host, Professor Frank Longo. Hello, and welcome to Dollars and Cents for College Students. Thank you for joining us today. During the past several months, I have spoken to a number of college students about investing. Most were very interested in the topic. Some were already investing. A good number were reluctant to invest. They were hesitant and expressed concerns that could be summarized in one question. Isn't buying stock gambling? Today, we will answer this question. First, a little more background on the subject. A recent Wall Street Journal article discussed how many college students and, and other young people buy stock and they brag about not knowing what they are doing, yet they are making money. Similar statements were expressed on both a Wall Street Journal forum on Reddit, Reddit is an online chat community, and on Wall Street bets. Is this true? Can you make profits buying and selling stock without knowing what you are doing? Well, the answer is you can. It has happened in large part due to the fact that the U.S. stock prices have risen by more than 75% since last March. It has been relatively easy to pick winning companies, that is those whose stock prices rise. This stock selection method, buying stock without research or study, is similar to the dartboard method, where you put company names on a wall, you paste names on a wall, and throw darts at them to pick your investments. We don't recommend this method. It is gambling. Let's compare gambling to stock investing a bit more. First, both gambling and investing both generally involve predictions. Let's say you go to a casino and you bet using slot machines. You have no preparation. You just put your money in the machine pull the lever, and immediately win or lose, usually lose, or over time. If you do it enough, you, you, you lose. This is gambling in its purest form. If you win, it was caused strictly by luck. So let's say you're still in the casino. You move over to the roulette table, place your bet on your instinct, your lucky number, and in an instant, you win or lose, usually lose. Keep in mind, casinos set up their games so the odds of winning favor them. Yet some people win, and some win a lot of money. And the casinos want that because that is what keeps people coming back, even though most lose. Let's move over to horse racing. This is different than the gambling described so far, since you can actually research and study a horse's history and track record, and you can use that to predict if it will win. The bottom line on horse racing is that you can study, you can do research, you place your bet, and in the two or three minutes it takes to run the race, you either win or lose all of your bet. Betting on football, baseball, and basketball is similar. Now let's compare stock investing to the betting we just described. We'll start with investing in penny stocks. A penny stock is stock in a small company that sells for less than $5 per share. 
Some penny stocks literally sell for pennies, three cents, four cents, five cents, and so on. These are relatively new companies. There's very little information available about them, and they don't have much of a history. And that makes them risky. The lack of information and track record causes risk. Buying a penny stock is a lot like gambling. The risks are high, but some investors make a lot of money. If you are risk averse, that is, you don't like taking risks, penny stock investing is not for you. Next, day trading. This involves buying and selling stock, or any other financial asset for that matter, within the same day. Once again, you are making a prediction, and that is that the price of the stock you buy will rise, and your prediction has to be very precise. It will, you are predicting it will rise on that one day. If it doesn't, and you sell, you lose. When you gamble, you have to be right about your selection, and you have to predict what will happen in a specific race or game. Day trading is similar. Many traders have been successful in the past, but markets seem to be changing, and continued success may become more difficult to achieve. Day trading comes with risks that invent investors should consider before practicing. So far, we have discussed two variations of stock trading that resemble gambling to varying degrees and one to a significant degree. Next, let's consider a method of investing that I personally call fundamental long-term investing. This involves studying factors that impact a business's well-being or financial soundness, such as rising revenue, profits, dividends, and cash flow, any one or any combination of them. When combined with a plan to own the stock for the long term, risks still exist, but they are minimized. We look at past performance or history, along with future plans and new products and development, to decide whether to invest. We compare our proposed investment to other companies. Then we plan to own the stock for the long term or until something has changed about the company that makes it cease to be a sound investment. Long-term investing gives us more time for our prediction to, to come true. There are clear differences between this investing method and gambling. Keep in mind, there is risk in everything we do in life. Driving a car, flying in a plane, crossing a street, even staying home, they all involve risks. Similarly, there are risks associated with both gambling and investing. The difference is the amount of risk we assume. The key, in my opinion, is to recognize the amount of risk you're assuming and make an informed decision as to whether or not it is a worthwhile risk for you based on your circumstances and your ability to lose money and to be able to replace it later. The purpose of this discussion was to consider the relationship between gambling and investing. We have established there is a relationship. There are similarities, and the biggest is risk. So let's sum up how to reduce and minimize risk in investing and emphasize that you cannot totally eliminate risk from stock investing. I strongly suggest to any investor that an emergency fund should be established and maintained before investing. And those of you who have listened in previously 
you know that we emphasize the emergency fund. Having money set aside for emergencies prepares you to accept reasonable risks. You can also understand and minimize risk by researching and understanding the investment. Always ask the why question. Why should I invest in this company? By the way, the why question is my favorite personal question. If the answer is the company has rising revenue, earnings and cash flow, or any combination of these metrics, you have a good answer to why invest. Look for innovative companies that will disrupt their industries with new products and a competitive advantage. These metrics and factors, when they're in your favor, they tend to minimize risk. Not eliminate it, but minimize it. Consider beta. You may remember this from prior discussions. This is an historical measure of risk. It compares how a company's stock price has changed as compared to the market as a whole. A beta of one means the company's risk has been the same as the market. A beta of less than one, such as 0.75, means the company's risk has been less than the market. The cautious investor should invest in companies having a beta of one or less. Some companies do not even have a beta. This is due to the lack of a track record of a new company, and it does signify higher risk. Remember that there's an inherent feature of new companies. That is that they are generally riskier than established companies. I'd like to emphasize that new companies, oh, they can be worthy investments. I would suggest considering diversifying according to beta. In other words, invest in a variety of companies, some having the relative safety of beta less than one. Some offer greater potential rewards of beta when it's more than one. And as I said, some, and some companies don't have beta at all. But if you diversify companies that you invest in based on beta, you are spreading out your risk and you are lowering your risk. By the way, you should also consider diversification by industry to lower the risk. According to a number of studies, companies that pay dividends and have a history of increasing dividends are financially healthier and less risky. This is not to say that non-dividend-paying companies aren't good investments. Many are. If you are risk-adverse, though, dividend payers may be more suitable to you. Let's go back to our original question. One asked of me by a number of students, isn't stock market investing gambling? And the final answer is, it depends. It depends on the investor and how the investor makes decisions. Some investing is very much like gambling. Instead of taking place at a casino, it effectively takes place on a stock exchange. Let me conclude with this thought. You can enjoy a fuller, happier life if you manage your money responsibly, understand the impact and the risks associated with everything you do in life, including the management of your money. Thank you for joining us today, and I look forward to speaking with you again. You have been listening to Dollars and Cents for College Students with host Frank Longo. The opinions on this series are those of the host. Before making any financial decisions, be sure to consult with a financial professional such as a certified financial planner. For more information, visit cfp.net.